So my jet lag brain has been having kind of a tough time this morning. Um, I went to yeah. Starbucks and I maintain that this is a weird way to ask this question. But the lady at Starbucks asked me, she said, how have you been enjoying your shoes? <laughs> how have you been enjoying <laughs> your shoes? Like, I was like, okay, that is weird. Thank you. Yes. Um, but I was going to answer like, Do how you have you been enjoying your day? And then I was like, wait, no, she definitely said shoes. Yeah. And so I just kind of stared at her and was like, um, comfortable. <laughs> comfortable. Comfortable. All right. Well, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always. Pastor David Bowser. How are you doing, Patrick? And Lisa McCarter. Still here. Still pretty successful. All right. This is uh, exciting. All back 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 together Woo. it's been a, a week so we're we're happy to be back you were not yep. uh hawaii i was in hawaii yep that's exciting she did yep. not take the rest of the podcast with her to hawaii <laughs> you guys could have come for an episode we should oh yeah. we do have an idea for you uh, oh. we'll talk about that off air yeah, oh, we don't want to announce our news right now i don't know what, an- What's what our news, news? Do you want to announce it's exciting our our upcoming live well, show we don't know what the plan is yet we can't well <laughs> i don't know anything i'm putting it out there that it's coming <laughs> all right we're doing a live show we are we're gonna do a live show during advent mm-hmm. so on a wednesday night worship the sermon time will be a live beyond oh sunday <laughs> recording yeah yes this is kind of why i wanted to <laughs> You know, like how much gets world. edited out of what I say in studio. Very little, very little. Patrick can say with less. confidence, very little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have the time to do a ton of editing. So I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. Now that you know to leave your microphone on the whole time, it really it, reduces mm. the editing that we have. Yeah, to yeah. No. You used to like stop me and edit out something dumb I said like at least once an episode. <laughs> Only by on. your request. We, yeah. 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 <laughs> now you're, you've gotten over that. I'm just like, whatever. Y'all can listen to the dumb thing. That's right. Yeah. So that's coming. Yeah, that's pretty exciting stuff. More details to come. But We're yeah. still figuring out all the details, but the first, I would probably quite confidently say that will be our most listened to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because we'll have people in the room. Uh, nobody, it could be that nobody shows up. It could be right. um, our yeah. least yeah. listened yeah. to. Do it, do it in tandem with the children's play service oh, there so you people go. Yeah. come to see their yeah, kids and get stuck with us. <laughs> come for the kids, stay for the podcast. Yeah. Right. That's, that's going to be our Christmas sure. We'll do it in the middle. We'll do like a commentary. Right. <laughs> yes. Of what of the Christmas play. So, yeah. yeah. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, so that's uh, exciting for, for Beyond Sunday coming up. Also exciting news. Next week is our five year anniversary. Yeah. Five Aww. years of podcasting. Ooh. Episode two hundred and sixty. Five years. Yeah. So that's pretty... Episode 260 sounds less impressive than five years for some reason. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I guess 260 is not really like a, a, a clean yeah. number. Yeah, yeah right. you want like a 275, 300. 250, yeah. 300, those are the clean. So, but five years, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a very yeah. clean anniversary. At my yeah. last congregation, we had a whole big anniversary for 185 years. And the whole time we were doing it, I was like, is this an anniversary that people celebrate? Like, <laughs> I know that's a long time, but like 185? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. No. Inter- an you interesting number for 200 right or like 190 even right. like, <laughs> yeah like you're not gonna do like 187 like that means know. nothing yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at that point like you get it yeah. you know like <laughs> we've been here a while it's fine. yeah yeah like do you even go out to dinner with your spouse if you've made her you know, for 187 years like, oh, yeah, yeah it's fine you know like we don't have any teeth probably <laughs> sure <laughs> Probably. Potentially the ability to walk. Yeah. Make a smoothie. <laughs> Go to Smoothie King. It's fine. <laughs> Soups. You know, there's plenty of soup restaurants out there. All right. Let's jump into it. Yeah. What's our news story today, Patrick? All right. How do you feel about hiking? I'm pro. I like hiking. Yeah. Me too. Not a pro. I am pro hiking. Yes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, positively. like, are, are there pro hikers? Yes. Yeah, there yeah. are. 
there's also people that just take it really seriously regardless yes. of being professional or not no. i'm not either of those and i'm things. like i want to stop and look at this cool bug and they're <laughs> no, like i'm also no not we gotta make it to the summit do you have the poles i do not have the poles. no no when i went to big bend with our high school i had one pole i, I did that Okay. But I also had like a knee brace on because I have a, my knees. Yeah, uh-huh. oh, sorry. yeah my that knees makes rot. sense. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, were in Israel and there were a lot of people who were like walking around the streets of Israel and stuff with the poles. I'm like, this seems unnecessary. <laughs> like, this yeah. Is, you're not hiking here. If like, it's this like is, a mobility aid, that's a, one thing. This is a road. Right? No, these were hiking poles. This, sure, this is yeah. not a cane. I find this a lot of people do it, like I think, for looks. Like, sure. They, like, like, look at me. I'm out hiking. Because hiking poles. This is a paved sidewalk. Like You can handle this. You're okay. Um, so you reach the top of, uh, you know, the, the summit or of your hiking. Sure. What, what, what do you do when you're at the top? Uh, take eat. a picture. Sure. Eat, yeah, eat or something. Yeah. yeah. If I planned it well, I eat. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look out, enjoy the beautiful vistas in all directions from your summit. Okay. Yeah. These are all good things. What, and uh, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> well, eating is a good one here because, uh, the newest Arby's location is only Excellent. accessible by hiking. Nice. <laughs> Where is it? Hiking entrance yeah, only. One of the this is from our article here from thethrillist.com. Okay. You know, our best, friends. best pleasures of hiking. You reach the top and you enjoy a tasty meal. Yeah. Sure. Tasty is relative here, right? Like you're not bringing. You I know, mean, at that point, everything you eat just tastes amazing because, you know, depending yeah, on what you've like been hiking, you're cooking yourself a meal. You're not yeah. hiking up, you know. One of the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches I've ever had. Sure. At the top of a 14er yeah. in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, great. a 14er. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, this is the most remote location ever for Arby's. Sure. Uh, a nice hike through the Colorado Rockies in the greater Denver area. So okay. Got to okay. go to Denver. Yeah. Uh, it's only open for one day. What? Like one day total? Or yeah. One day it's a first like... come, first serve. There's okay. Up there with so their burgers, their Arby's burgers. That is which not is what name. I want. I didn't know that Arby's had burgers. Yeah, that's not why I go to Arby's. They have the meats. Time. I know they have the meats, but it's <laughs> the roast really beef sliced. meats. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm putting meats in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's technically was probably an animal. Like, There's that. <laughs> yeah. Look, I like, love it's an Arby's like junior roast beef. <laughs> sure. And the curly fries and the jamo Ooh, shake. the curly fries, yeah. I might uh, have to go to Arby's after this. <laughs> this is their big game burger, which okay. is venison, elk, and ground beef blend. Wow, okay. They're going big. The ground beef, that's not big game. No, this is what clear. Yes. <laughs> but you gotta have... Is it even game? <laughs> you gotta have something <laughs> with which to mix pastured. the elk, elk and venison, is that what they said? Yeah, I mean, their elk and venison burgers exist. Yeah. I bet it's like 90% ground beef. Ground beef. <laughs> dollop of venison, dollop of uh, elk. Yeah, with delicious crispy onions, pickles, Swiss cheese, and a dark cherry red sauce. There you go. A dark what? Cherry, cherry. red sauce. Ew. No, cherries are in barbecue like, sauce. Like all steak the time. sauce. Yeah, that's steak good. sauce. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 A little sweet. I'm thinking little sweet like sauce. on top of a like a not hot like, fudge sundae, like the cherry, cherry pie. Sauce. <laughs> like, oh, like Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're only going to be open for one day. <laughs> <laughs> cherries on top of your burger. You like had the one stem. job. Yeah. It was the meats. <laughs> so the plan here is that some poor schmuck from Arby's is going to get to the top of the mountain with a you know heat like a George thing. Foreman. <laughs> yeah, <or> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's going to be up there. Okay, which you, which peak are they going to be on? I'm intrigued. Are you going to go? <laughs> Has this what already are the happened? Dates for this? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't find that in my article here. Okay. I'm, I'm sure it's out there. Go to Arby's. Arby's, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so if you went on a hike. Uh-huh. What? Fast food? How would you feel about Arby's being on the top of that hike? I would mm-hmm. be, I mean, not, I would not turn it down, but I would. I'd probably it, eat it. Yeah. I would be disappointed. Like that would not be the best option. It's, okay. I, well, so yeah. you, you would be disappointed regardless? No, no, no. I'd be okay. disappointed if that were like, if they were like, 
there's one of five, and I got Arby's instead of right. one of the, yeah, that would yeah. not be the one I want. For sure. It is bottom tier fast food for me. Sure. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there. Sam, there you go. Yeah. Who would you want to see at the top of a, a mountain? That's a good question. If we get to pick our food date for the top of the mountain. <laughs> but it's got to be fast food. Be? You're not going to like get up okay. there and have like a you know great steak and surf and turf thing. Yeah. Sure. Right, okay. Well, maybe like a steak shack. You know? <laughs> like, Ooh. Yeah. Steak Firehouse subs for me. Firehouse, interesting. Okay. Sure. You made a real judgy face. Well, because I, I, like, I was not expecting it. I feel like it. a it cold not, was, sub yeah. is one you could carry to the top of the hike. True. Uh, in oh, your, I don't, in your I pack. don't get a cold sub at Firehouse. What do you get? I get the Philly cheesesteak. So you just need a microwave and, <laughs> and a really long extension cord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Battery operated. About all right. 14,000 feet worth of extension cord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't start at sea level. Let's not be ridiculous yeah, here. That's, the whole, that's why I chuckled about the 14 or thing, because it's really like 6,000 feet. But okay. I was just establishing what mountain I was on. That's why mm-hmm. I didn't say I hiked from zero to 14. I think it's funny that they call them 14ers. And I'm like, yeah, but you walked for 6,000 feet of that 14. For, for me, so. I mean, the answer is, is like most fast food. It's probably Chick-fil-A would be the best one. Because you have your mm-hmm. options. And yeah. you could get a sandwich and fries if you're feeling, you know, or sure. you're like, I need a lighter thing. I can get a salad. That's pretty good. You know, so <laughs> no, like, I'm not going to salad after a hike. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, no. you, me, you have options. But you're stuck with chicken at Chick-fil-A. What if I want a burger? Well, I'm fine with yeah. chicken. It's a narrow. The meats are narrow at Chick Fil A. Yeah, they don't have the meats. They, they have the, the chicken. They have the, the chicken meats. Sure. Yeah. Just barely meats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Let us know. Would you hike for Arby's? Yeah. Or what would you hike for? I would not I, hike for Arby's. I don't know that I would hike for Arby's. I would hike, and then if Arby's was there, if Arby's was presented to me, yeah, I would I'd be it, like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely eat if yeah. I got to the top of a right. uh, no a mountain a fourteen yeah. or whatever mountain. <laughs> 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 Which is really a sixer, okay? <laughs> when there's a, and there's an Arby's. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna eat those fries. You know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. So, all right, let's get to our main topic here. Okay. Um. So we're using from Newsweek, but I've seen this in a lot of different publications. But I, I just found like this one in Newsweek. Newsweek should have like a special intro music. Why? I don't know because it sounds like a news show that has like the dramatic right. dun, 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 right. eyewitness news uh, something Nailed like it. that. Yeah, yeah. Really it feels it feels like a higher quality of news than we're used no, to. No, it just feels like it needs an intro music. Okay. <laughs> All right, there you go. I don't know that it's higher quality; it just <laughs> deserves intro music. All right. Um, so the headline here is: Evangelicals are now rejecting liberal teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. and this is coming from a NPR interview with russell moore so this is an npr interview yeah presented through newsweek well he with did, an evangelical leader he did like russell a an, i got gotcha. you an audio interview so it's not a sure so so other articles are writing about the interview I gotcha. okay yeah. so russell moore is we've talked about him before okay. on the podcast he's an evangelical evangelical leader <laughs> the listener's uh, memory. <laughs> yeah, you're good. yeah evangelical leader not related to beth moore we made that joke in the sure. past oh yeah this guy yeah uh-huh, yeah. yeah uh and i mm-hmm. think uh, no longer a pastor um so he was a top official for the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, I think he was head of their ethics department. Oh, no, he ethics himself <laughs> right out of that job, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and is now the editor-in-chief of Christianity Today. Oh, okay. And mm. he was kind of... One of our other friends. Yeah, he was kind of like blacklisted by the SBC. <laughs> yeah, right. sure. uh, for a couple Which things... Which tend to be our people. Uh, <laughs> the his, people who have been blacklisted. Yeah, by the, yeah. His That's stance on... Uh, he wanted all of their research on their... Um, scandal about mm-hmm. uh, pastors mm-hmm. um, abuse abuse yeah uh, he wanted all that public mm-hmm. even if it makes them look bad and kind of 
the other pastor's like, this makes us look bad. We don't want this to be sure. as right. public yeah. as maybe we should. We want the things we want to be public sure. to be public, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was also staunchly anti-Donald Trump uh, leading up to his campaign in Oof. 2016. Two cardinal sins, my dude. <laughs> so, so that also was, uh, you know, I think those two things kind of led okay. him to... You know, sever ties Not be in with the, the good SBC. Yeah, of the SBC. He got yeah. voluntold to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so he, in this interview with mm-hmm. NPR's All Things Considered. Ooh. Was, was it with uh, What's Her yeah. Face? Uh, what's Her Face? I don't know. Okay. Probably. Uh, <laughs> no, there it is. This is a quote from uh, Russell Moore. Okay. Uh, multiple pastors tell me essentially the same story about quoting the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. Parenthetically, in their preaching, turn the other cheek. To have someone come up to them and say, where did you get those liberal talking points? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, okay. and then when the pastor would say, I'm literally quoting Jesus Christ, the response would be, yes, but that doesn't work anymore. That's weak. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to the point where the teachings of Jesus himself are seen as subversive to us, then we're in crisis. Yeah. All righty. That's that's kind of the main quote that a lot of these articles are kind of sure. stimming. Yeah. They're, they're leading with that one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. From is Jesus too woke, to sure. too liberal, too weak, all these kind of discussions surrounding this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you run into any of this? Like, have people? No. Okay. Um, I mean, I have I have run into people who I don't want to say accuse uh, who say that we're being political from the pulpit or say that we're putting forth a particular agenda. Like we've run into that. Um, but no, I have not had someone come and tell me that like the words of Jesus don't work or the words <laughs> of Jesus are too weak right. or too, like I've not run into that yet. That's nice, yeah. Typically I can re- refute feels too strong as well, but I can respond to, you know, critiques and say, you know, here's you know, the, the, the biblical piece that I'm drawing on. Like, this mm-hmm. is how I arrived at this conclusion. I wasn't, yeah. you know, quoting this person. And the other thing, I mean, I do try to be intentional about, not advocating a particular political stance or anything yeah. like that from the party, right? Or from the pulpit. Um, and to r- kind of really root myself in what is the text saying. And so sure. Uh, I'm sure that these pastors were doing that too, just to yeah. be clear. I'm not trying to accuse them of yeah. anything. Um, but I think our congregation is more comfortable with that. Now, I'm sure mm-hmm. there are things that I say that make people uncomfortable. Um, but I try to make sure that if I'm saying something that's going to make someone uncomfortable, I can back it up with, well, this is what Jesus said. Right. And, this is literally right here. Right. Yeah. And so I have not run into somebody coming back to me and said, well, Jesus's words don't matter or Jesus's word is too woke. I've not run into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm also not surprised based on what I hear and read <laughs> and see in, in, in the world around me that some people have come to that conclusion. Right. Yeah. And there may be people in our congregation who think that they have not yet expressed that. Sure. Yeah. Out loud to me. Yeah. yeah. It might also be like less of an environment that kind of fosters uh, being comfortable expressing that opinion sure. to you, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, I don't it, it sounds like that would be an SBC church. Yeah. I, I'm sure, you know, right, most yeah. of his kind of context are probably still within the evangelical world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's, you know, he he was there for a long time and yeah. in a position of power for a long time. So, you know, he um you know, he certainly has a lot of roots in that yeah. uh, denomination. Yeah. So I think this, uh, like at its core, it gets back to that question of, well, are we following Jesus or are we crafting a Jesus that we want to follow? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it seems more and more to me like what we would call the evangelical evangelical right uh, is crafting a Jesus that they want to follow or that benefits them yeah. and ignoring admittedly hard passages of Jesus, right? It yeah. is hard to 
take Jesus and say, well, I'm supposed to turn the other cheek when these people are, sure. you know, affronting me or hurting me. It's hard to take Jesus when he says, pray for your enemies, when I don't really want to pray for my enemies. Yeah. All right. It's not, <laughs> these are not easy teachings of Jesus. I'm not trying to downplay that either, but uh, when we just like write them off and say, we don't have to pay attention to that anymore. It doesn't yeah. work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That, it seems like we're missing something. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think we can be honest with church history. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like for the church for 2000 years was pretty awesome at also loving true. our enemies. Yeah. <laughs> and all yeah. of a sudden we're not. Wait, 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 <laughs> you know? yeah, I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> all of a sudden, I like, can't think Whoa, of anything. <laughs> what a crisis we're in. Yeah. Typically, you know, it seems like when Christians have grasped political power with one hand and mm -hmm. Jesus in the other, and it was time to let go of one, mm -hmm. they chose to let go of Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, this, this seems to be kind of the pattern with Christianity. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. at the time when Jesus was literally alive, sure. you mm -hmm. know, it was, everybody was upset that he wasn't like a military figure. Sure. Like, yeah. Cause yeah. that was what they expected. was, they're going to overthrow Rome's control and all this. Yeah. And then he was, was not, that yeah i was hearing this and i was wondering about like a, a priest back during the like crusades because they all were priests then because mm -hmm. it's yep. you know pre-reformation yeah uh, but so you know I'm imagining a priest who's like speaking out against the crusades or quoting jesus to say like turn the other cheek or whatever um and yeah i'm sure they didn't say that he was being too woke but i'm sure there are people in a congregation that uh, went to a priest like that and said that's not in line with what we believe or that's not in line sure. that's yeah. not appropriate for now like these you know the people are invading jerusalem this is the yeah. whole we have to go and what and yeah. i'm sure that they got that then too or clearly it just doesn't mean not to them yeah right like yeah when it says love your enemies turn your cheek it's not yeah. them that we're not talking about right. yeah. Yeah. yeah it's somebody else you know somebody yeah. that's easier to do that to mm -hmm. you know like somebody that looks and thinks like me <laughs> sometimes yeah. yeah 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 so i do you know this idea that jesus too woke not gonna work and mm -hmm. and um you know we can also reference here we didn't we talked about talking about this on the podcast years ago but we chose not to um and that is donald trump jr did mm. speak to a conference of conservative yeah. young adults and said he understood the idea of turning the other cheek but it doesn't work anymore yeah <laughs> like, yep. and mm -hmm. you you've done it too much to these young christian adults yep um and this is not donald trump donald trump jr so yeah. this is not the first time we've kind of but it's another it's another voice that is fueling yes. this kind of evangelical right movement to say like the words of Jesus don't apply here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You turn the other cheek or you love your enemies when it's not political. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And you yeah. know, just to be clear, there are plenty of ways in which you know we could point to the left and say they do the same thing, right? There, sure. There are plenty. Um, I mean, the left sometimes goes to the point of saying, well, Jesus just doesn't matter. They're just more upfront about it, right? The yeah. left is not like clinging to Jesus and trying to use that as their uh, banner. They're just going in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So it's not that either party is doing this right or doing it well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's just that one is claiming Jesus and doing this, and the other is like, no, we don't need, a, we don't need to claim Jesus and right. doing the thing. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, look, every president of the United States has at least claimed in some level Absolutely. a version of Christianity. Yep. Yeah. Whether true or not, and I'm willing to bet, probably not that true in, yeah. in, yeah. in, in the vast majority of cases, mm -hmm. uh, they've at least utilized the yep. faith of the people yep. to bring about their message. I, I do think that the evangelical right does tie their political message to their faith more yes. than the mm -hmm. liberal left. Yes. And so there are plenty of things to criticize about the liberal left, Absolutely. but they're not tying their things right. to like, Jesus is guiding us in this direction. Yeah. And so that's where it becomes uh, this stumbling block for, I think, many of us who mm -hmm. are somewhat caught 
you know, in the middle or whether you're on the left or even if you're on the right, being like, if this is the point is to follow Jesus and it's leading me into this political atmosphere in mm-hmm, America, mm-hmm. how come when, again, the words of Jesus and political power come into conflict, the words of Jesus lose, you yeah. know, like right. that, then, then, then now we have this major conflict there and maybe the words of jesus you know i think we can say we're probably always losing but at least now Mm -hmm. it's out in the open now it's saying like we could we're no longer tricking ourselves to think we're doing both we're saying like no 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 we don't need that jesus we need the political power more yeah that's more valuable um than what jesus has to offer us and i think uh now it's just been more much more explicit Mm -hmm. you know from groups of christians not just like you know People who are tangentially Christian. So. Yeah. <sighs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just so, big heavy sigh. I'm a big fan of the TV show The West Wing, uh, which was on in the late '90s, early 2000s, uh, and follows a, a president through his uh, two-year or two-term uh, presidency. And uh, towards the end of one of the seasons, uh, there's a delegation from uh, the U.S. that is in Gaza. And uh, they uh, get hit by a roadside bomb mm-hmm. and uh, a former uh, former joint chief of staff and a, con- a couple congressmen and somebody else all die mm-hmm. in this thing. And then a bunch of people are hurt and things like that. And the, the, se- or the episodes that follow are kind of like the president being the one person uh, who's trying to use this uh, as an opportunity to create peace and, mm-hmm. and like bring uh, Palestinians and Israelis together to a table to negotiate peace rather than just striking and, you know, calling in the bombs. It's, it, it's an interesting contrast because you know this is also we're recording this a couple of days after an anniversary of 9-11 right sure. yeah. and i you know i was pretty young at the time but i don't remember any voice religious political or otherwise um calling on the words of jesus saying yeah we need to turn the other cheek sure after 9-11 yeah. happened. and i don't know that i would right like even yeah. like now as an adult pastor like if that if some tragedy like that happened now i don't know that i would have it in me to say these things right. for sure but yeah. it's we are often very quick to just put that aside and pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that is concerning. Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's one thing to say, and I think that should nations follow mm. the guidance and teachings sure. of Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, and I think you could probably make a reasonable point and say, no, they should not. Yeah. That's um, that, that um, a nation has, you know, its own ideals, bounds right. and purpose. And that is not to follow Jesus. But, when the citizens of said nation who claim to be Christian are saying, mm-hmm. we don't want to follow Jesus, yeah. Yeah. that's where it becomes kind of a conflict. So, so I mean, like, there are situations where, you know, the United States has entered into mm-hmm. war. Um, right now, we're supporting uh, through military aid and financial aid to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are we turning the other cheek? Are we loving our enemies in this moment as a nation? Yeah. And maybe we shouldn't. And again... I don't necessarily. It's a lot of. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here to yeah. say United States should or should not in those situations, but it is more complicated. Yeah. But individuals, I think it is. This is where it becomes. Where does the rubber meet the road, right? Yeah. Like so. Now we say, as an individual, I need to be doing this. Now, I also want to say, all of us, when we come across hard teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. we'll try to rationalize our sure. way out of yep. it a little yeah. bit like we're all doing that like i'm myself included you know mm-hmm. like and i think you know that when jesus says something difficult for a progressive or modern audience about divorce mm-hmm. and I'm like i know divorced people i think divorce was good in that situation yeah. mm-hmm. jesus is very clearly anti in the vast majority of situations it creates a bit of a conflict right like what is 
the best solution there to follow Jesus, to listen to these people who are getting divorced. It mm-hmm, becomes much mm-hmm. more complicated. So I get that there's nuance, complication, and areas of gray that you can't, you're approaching these things. Um, but I don't think, you know, going into a situation where like, this is just too woke or, you know, what the, what is the flip of that? I don't know what the flip of woke is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, asleep, but yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. This is too fascist or sure. whatever. This is too uh, nationalistic mm-hmm. and that Jesus is saying, so I'm not interested. It, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. I think it becomes much more difficult and complicated to kind of approach Jesus that way. So what do we do as a church? How do we combat this idea that Jesus, yeah. Jesus too woke? Yeah. You know, uh, one of the places that I always start with a difficult passage is turning inward and saying, okay, what is it about me and my experiences that is making this passage feel difficult, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like, and so let's take the divorce passage for a minute. Like, what is it about my experience with uh, people who have been divorced or my own divorce or whatever? What is it that's making me feel like this is difficult? And one of the places that I often land, not always, but one of the places I often land is that um, I find it difficult because I don't want to admit uh, the role of sin in these various places, right? Um, because we think, uh, and we've been raised in, in a culture, right, that often sin is automatically like condemned, right, mm-hmm. and, and unforgivable, and what, and like, and if I'm rooting myself in an understanding that I have already been forgiven, that uh, grace is already mine and already yours, if I'm rooted in that place, then I've got to stop being afraid to admit that there are things in this world that might be necessary, but are not what God intended, right? There are a lot of situations where divorce is absolutely the right call. That doesn't mean that divorce is what God desired for humanity, right? Uh, You know, going to war uh, in World War II or in other times, right? Uh, Probably uh, really important. Someone needed to stop Hitler. Someone needed to, you know, do these things. But also war was not what God intended for humanity. Like Mm -hmm. there has to be a place where we are willing to say, and this is kind of what Bonhoeffer gets at during World War II, right? Uh, it has to be a place where we're willing to say, uh, this thing that I have to do is also not in line with God's plan, but I have to do it. And, and we have to accept that God's grace is big enough to surround us in the midst of that. And it's an incredibly hard place to be, but it's uh, more faithful than just saying, well, I'm going to ignore that particular passage mm-hmm. or this particular passage. Yeah. So I feel like I really put us on a downer there no no, I think it's, no that's good it's helpful yeah um so he uh russell moore in the interview says he does not think it's possible to fix christianity by fighting a war for the soul of evangelism mm. and so mm. and, I, and i might not disagree with that uh urging his concerned brethren instead to fight small and local battles like refusing to go along with the current church culture mm. um so i think you know if we look at the early church you know they had a you know, very weird system of governance that they were kind of under in Rome. Sure. Yeah. But they also didn't have a lot of influence over Rome, right? They didn't get to vote for who's Caesar. Yeah. Nope. You know, like Caesar's Caesar. They have no power over yeah. that. In America, we have a role to play as a citizen in our elected officials. Whether that's good or bad is a, another <laughs> another podcast, but we've sure. got it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, so we're here, you know. Yeah. And so it's easy to think because I have a role to play in that, that's the avenue for the greatest amount Mm, of change in my culture sure and maybe there is a case to be made for that from a secular point of view uh but i think if we follow the early church they were able to have tremendous success and 
um, growth from fighting these small local battles, like sometimes subverting the Roman government Mm -hmm. or loving and caring for their neighbor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the book of Acts is filled with stories of the apostles loving and caring for Roman guards who were against them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that has a powerful message behind it. So I think, you know, in those small local battles, refusing to go along with current church culture, it's not falling into maybe these some these traps of yeah. of culture wars or uh you know infighting over political reasons but how can i display jesus to my neighbor which is much more complicated and, yeah. and difficult yeah yeah i think too I, I think this goes along with what you're saying patrick right jesus was not a, a liberal or a conservative and we have to stop assuming that his words are ever trying to put us in one place or another. There might be times when the words of Jesus aligns with something that is proclaimed by one side or the other, but Jesus himself was neither of those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we as Christians should identify first. We've talked about this plenty too, right? We should identify first as followers of Jesus and then figure out how do we live that out in the world. And some people might feel like, okay, I identify as a follower of Jesus and I I align more at the conservative party or I align Mm -hmm. more at the liberal party. Mm -hmm. But if you're following Jesus first, that has to be where we start. And we're all going to have to make choices. Mm-hmm. There are always going to be parts of Jesus's ministry and teachings that we emphasize over or over others, right? I love to emphasize the parts where Jesus says, hey, everybody's going to come to this table. We're all going to eat together. We're going to you know, do all these things. God's grace and love and mercy are for everybody. I emphasize those parts over the parts that are like, yeah, you're going to divide the sheep from the goats and some of you are going to burn in the eternal fire. Like, I de-emphasize <laughs> those parts, right? Sure. We, all, we all do this. Right. Uh, we've got to find that path, hopefully led by a community and the spirit. Yeah. Um, but we have to stop assuming that Jesus is one thing or the other. Yeah. And we have to say, okay, here's where I am. How are Jesus's words challenging me back to him mm-hmm. and out of any of these mm-hmm. earthly identities that yeah. I have? I read a thing recently uh, by oh, some congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Always reads. This just in, a woman reads something. <laughs> Brag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, by this uh, like religious poet named Bunmi Laditan. Hopefully I got that right. Probably did not. Um, None of us know. Google that, yeah. <laughs> um, and she, one of her things is she said that Jesus did not um, set out to start a new religion mm-hmm. he yeah. set out to set people free and the new religion aspect is something that we did mm-hmm. we created yeah, yeah, yeah. that and we sort of have bought into all of this sort of cultural stuff surrounding that you know mm-hmm. um so i think that that is kind of where a lot of that um like tension mm-hmm. politically mm-hmm. and socially comes from with jesus's words right is mm-hmm. that we took you know jesus's teachings which was you know pretty much exclusively about freeing people from things mm-hmm. right and created a religion out of it a yeah. new one yeah. you know yeah. um so that's a new one that also holds many people captive exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. we kind of made our own chains so to speak so sure mm. i think this uh c.s lewis when he says you know god made man in his own image and man returned the favor right Ooh. so like, <laughs> yeah. so, so uh, yeah but, the, but i think this does bring up like the idea of like when we kind of approach jesus and these difficult talking points that that conflict with our political or our cultural worldview what 
wins out, like what steps over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's easy to say, well, Jesus takes a backseat or I will reinvent Jesus so that he supports my political ideas mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, or he supports my cultural worldview. Uh, I think we're disengaging from Jesus that's presented to us in the Gospels and in our hearts. And we're really saying, like, I want a God that I've invented. Yeah. And my God would not be woke or liberal or he's not going to ask me to love my enemies because that doesn't work like my god would never do that my god is strong and powerful and he's going to crush those that are against me and so it's easy sometimes for christians to kind of like are some christians who think that way to kind of more align themselves with Mm -hmm. you know stories or visions of the Israelites conquering or things like that or hard lines against you know, those people's sins and kind of ignoring my own, yeah. you know, like or, kind of, or blatantly. Yeah. 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 Because that's <laughs> how all the way blatantly we, <laughs> we do that. And, and, and I don't think that's just an issue. I think with the political or Absolutely evangelical yeah. right, Mm-mm. I think it can certainly be on the left. Again, I think the, it's got different set dressing, I think yeah. on the left, but like the heart of it is the same. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the right just does it more blatantly and more openly in, yeah. in some ways. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. I, I think it feels more blatant because the right claims that banner, right? Yeah. Like right. They're, they're holding it up and saying, look, we're the party that follows Jesus. And then they're doing these things that feels like it really ignores a lot of the central teachings of Jesus. Sure. Yeah. And you know, I'll say this too, right? One of the things that's always hard for me um, is Christians reading the Old Testament as if they've never heard the New Testament, right? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> as Christians, like we read the New Testament through the lens of the crucified and resurrected Jesus. Like that, yeah. everything that we read in the New Testament or in the Old Testament should be understood as like, okay, how do we understand this in the light of this thing that we believe happened? Right. And so those same stories, right, in the Old Testament, to me don't mean the same thing yeah and a, a lot of times it feels like we're reading the old testament as if we didn't know that jesus was crucified and resurrected it's yeah. like, that's kind of the point we uh, all right sure. it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the central message right. of the bible or yeah. everything yeah. is leading to it and leading from it if you're claiming yeah. christianity yes yeah. that is. yes <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. If you're not claiming Christianity, read the Bible however you want to. That's fine. But if right. you're going to sit there and say, we're the, the party of Jesus, we're the party of, I don't know yeah. if they'd even say Jesus, we're the, we're the party that wants to reclaim Christianity for America yeah. or America for Christianity. I don't know which order they put it in, right? If that, that's your banner that you're trying to hold, mm-hmm. and you got to hold it all the way up. Like, you, yeah. you can't, like, you can't be mad at people for calling you out on it when, yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah, uh, I do a, a book recommendation. So I think we're. Oh, um, is it the Bible? N- I just, I <laughs> no, I recommend the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> too woke. <laughs> <laughs> Should read. Yeah, um, and I think I may have even recommended this before, but it's called Jesus and John Wayne. It's a great book. No, you did mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of traces this idea of like when did the evangelical right kind of embrace mm-hmm. a Jesus who looks like John Wayne, kind yeah. of a thing, or reject the biblical Jesus for a John Wayne version yeah. of Jesus. Uh, it's really fascinating. I think it's got a lot of uh, unique insight, especially kind of in today's world where mm. we're, you know, portions of, uh, you know, our, our political atmosphere is saying, we're lo- seems longing for a strong man like John Wayne to mm-hmm. come in and conquer and shoot my enemies, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, so to speak, or to punish them. Uh, and so I think that's kind of, it kind of does bring this very interesting kind of perspective, kind of tracing this or the steps along the way. So I highly recommend it. I yeah. think it's interesting. Yeah. Excellent. If you're out there listening and you're like, I think my pastor is preaching too woke, like, 
I would just check yourself, right? And, and think about like, is your pastor preaching something that feels woke or is your pastor quoting Jesus? And yeah. if you yeah. have, if you have a problem with the words of Jesus, that's fine. But let's just be honest that you have a problem with the words of Jesus sure. rather than. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it is possible that there are pastors out there that are preaching too woke they're too woke yeah i don't know what that would look yeah. like but i think there's probably a possibility that there are very politicized sure. yes on the left absolutely pastors from the pulpit um, absolutely yeah. but maybe if he is just quoting jesus yeah. take a beat yeah, sure. and see, yeah. See, yeah. do some research <laughs> i've definitely heard pastors or, or yeah. sermons where they kind of just ignore jesus and only sure. talk about kind of left liberal talking points from the pulpit mm-hmm. and like yeah that's Maybe too woke. Too woke, yeah. you know, would be a, a fair, you know, even if I ne- wouldn't necessarily agree with them politically, saying like, this is not, this is no longer worship. Yeah. yeah. Or it is worship, but it's, it's not worship. worship of it is this not is really worship like a town Jesus. hall meeting. Yeah. 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 And I think that that can be a reasonable criticism of some pastors out there. Yeah. 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 Our faith, how do we want to say this? Our faith in, in, informs how we engage the world politically, um, but our faith is not partisan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say the same thing for Jesus, right? Jesus informs how we engage the world politically, but Jesus is not partisan. For sure. And, uh, and so if we're ever trying to use Jesus to uh, force ourselves in alignment with one political figure or another, uh, we're misusing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But there will be times when the teachings of Jesus happen to line up with one political party or another, right? Like yeah. that will sure. be a reality too. Yeah. And it, sometimes it shifts over time. Yeah, and like absolutely. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't it like the, I don't know, we're, we're all pretty young, but like once upon a time, the Republican Party was the liberal party. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a thing? Yep, way like, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Like the Republican Party set free uh, slavery or stopped slavery. Abraham like, Lincoln yeah. was a Republican. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And he did an amazing act for the Emancipation Proclamation. And so then, we hear. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I wasn't there, but you know, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so seems pretty great. Right. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Lyndon Baines Johnson, Democrat, signed in civil rights. So yep. you know, like both yeah. those, both those are powerful moments mm-hmm. in yeah. our nation's history from politically, you know, at least by name, yeah, opposites. Different, different parties, yeah. Yeah. Whether or not they have the same vein or the same yeah. kind of uh, <clears throat> mentality behind them, so things shift and move over time. But Jesus has said, "Love your enemies." That whole time, yeah, for sure, yeah. and that also includes your political enemies. So if yeah. you are left leaning, and you can, and you can say like, yeah, those people need to get it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus wants you to love them too. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, but not not them, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's all be clear. Like, yeah. not, not that guy. Right. Let's, yeah. Oh, man. All right. We all good? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Hey, if you enjoyed uh, this episode uh, before our five-year anniversary, um, shout out uh, an email with your favorite Beyond Sunday moment. We'd love to hear those. And if we get some back, we'd be happy to share those on air. I think that'll yeah. be uh, a fun exercise that will probably prove that none of you actually want to send us an email. But if you do, we'd love <laughs> to have you do it. Sure, you can send absolutely. that to beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. And we re- we'll record on the 20th of September, so you got to get in before oh, that. Oh, yeah. So. Get in fast. So, yeah. like, listen to this at 5 a.m on monday like you all do i know yeah. my faithful <laughs> as soon as it uploads yeah. we're right. on it yeah uh and then uh, you can shoot that email in and uh yeah have a wonderful week yeah thanks for listening everybody we'll be back next week with more beyond sunday <laughs>